everybody. Hey, I bet you're busy, so I'm going to make this quick. My name is Jesse. I'm an elementary art teacher, so usually what that means is that I push my classroom from room to room on an art cart. So yeah, I'm literally turning cartwheels. I'm also a martial arts instructor, so I'm also doing cartwheels in the dojo. I'm a Comic-Con vendor, a husband, a pet owner, an illustrator, a college night class instructor, a brother, a puppet enthusiast, an uncle, a YouTuber, I guess, uh, a son, and a podcaster, just to name a few. For me, the wheels are always turning. And in a world where more and more is being asked of us, it's enough to make your head spin. If you've felt overwhelmed and lost, well, so have I. And I don't claim to know the answers, but I'm happy to look things up. So join me at cartwheelspodcast.com for the latest episodes of the Turning Cartwheels Podcast. I'd really appreciate it. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello everyone and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can check out other episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and a quick warning to everybody listening to Movie Guys Podcast. Each show is spoiler-filled, and also each episode is for mature audiences only. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Is it necessary to have so many cameos in in one movie? Like I feel that you have so many cameos, especially like at the end of a movie, it it kind of is just trying to give itself a lot of credit. Did you guys notice how many cameos like there were at the end? There was like nine cameos, I think I counted, or that um that I'm pulling up, and I had to pull up to see who these cameos were. But it just seems like a really big of a reach. I don't like it when they do all these cameos. It just seems uh, like they're filling for time, stalling, as it were. Well, I thought they were gonna have. I thought they were gonna have more cameos throughout the movie. I was really surprised when like, I don't even. I don't even like they have the photos where Patrick Stewart is poorly photoshopped into with the cast from the first two movies, and I thought that would be it because by the end there wasn't anything else. Isn't that crazy? Like that's the other thing is why replace. Bill Murray with Patrick Stewart as as a Bos as a Bosley, right? Which is a is a rank now. And in the age of Charlie's Angels, the whole thing of Charlie's Angels, starting from when it first started as a TV show, right? And into now, Bosley wasn't a rank, so it's now evolved into that, right? It's Bosley was just a just a pimp, just kind of a role, just a person, a liaison. We don't were. know, right? We don't know. Right, because the show and the Drew Barrymore movies never told us about that. Right, we don't know if it was a rank. Uh, how much of Charlie's Angels do you guys know? This is the brand new one, PG thirteen, Charlie's Angels, two thousand nineteen, directed by Elizabeth Banks, written screenplay. It was Elizabeth Banks director. Um, so I mean, Ryan, 
Uh, I'll ask you first, then. How well are you on your Charlie's Angels knowledge here? I mean, I only I only remember the first movie. I do not remember the second movie, and I've never seen the TV show either the original or the remake from a couple years ago. You're referring to the first movie, as in like the McGee, the uh, Drew Barrymore. Was there a movie before that? I am actually not sure. Jordan, are you any well versed, any more well versed in Charlie's Angeldom than we are? I mean, like, what Charlie's Angels are you talking about? Are you talking about the original Charlie's Angels movie with Drew Barrymore? Or are you talking about the sequel, which was originally called Halo, which was going to revive uh, Demi, uh, what was uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her fucking face? Uh, Ashton Kutcher. Demi Moore, yeah. Uh, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, the sequel, was supposed to revive Demi Moore's career, but the reason why it was called Full Throttle instead of Halo is because there was a, movie, there was a video game that came out that was so much popular a year before called Halo, so they switched the title around. So yeah, I, I know my round I know my way around an angel or two. I don't really well much know from the seventies, the T V show versions at, at all. Uh, I just know from the McGee. Um, I don't think that this was necessary at all, but either way this is uh what we we got. Uh, I think this as, is absolutely necessary, Eric. Why would you think that this movie is necessary, Jordan? Well, because because of what we're getting now with action female heroes. I mean, I'm 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 seeing a lot of tweets from Elizabeth Banks saying the complete opposite. But I think Elizabeth Banks is wrong. Uh, we have Wonder Woman that came out a few years ago, which did gangbusters at the box office. We got Captain Marvel, which did a great job at the box office. Um, I think that uh, the world is interested to see um, a very good. Uh, female leading action film. I think that Charlie's angels is the wrong property to do because nobody has given a fuck about Charlie's angels since the seventies. Fuck when Charlie's angels came out in the seventies. Nobody gave a fuck then. It's just Charlie's angels has always been a dead property. Great name. Terrible story. Well, the first movie, the first one made over a hundred, hundred million, I do believe. Yeah, be, uh, yeah, because of Drew Barrymore. Well, yeah, because you got because you got Drew Barrymore, you got Lucy Liu, you got Cameron Diaz, who just came off of uh, "There's Something About Mary." She was a mega star at that point. She helped push that movie along. You got Matt LeBlanc from Friends, and Friends was still in its heyday at that point in time. It you had Bill Murray, which anything that Bill Murray touches is gold, and I dare say any of you will disagree with me on that. Garfield is amazing. Fuck you. Um, I don't actually believe that, but you know, well, you it's the coffee speaking. It's 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 the Kona blend. When you talk about reviving careers, such as uh, Demi Moore, now we are talking about Kristen Stewart. This seems to be a project that's supposed to kind of get her back into the more mainstream uh, relevancy. This seems to be kind of that more of a blockbuster, flashy movie type of thing. She's playing a different type of character, one that's actually very confident. I like her as this character. I wish she would do it more in real life. Uh, it's just more more likable. I guess confidence is worn well with her. But this movie is bombing pretty bad, by the way. Uh, what's the budget? 48? It's around 50 mil. And uh, it looks like it's a scratch just over 10 million right now. And it's uh, it's release, so it is not gonna do well, and that's a damn shame. 
Uh, Charlie's Angels, again, is a, another swing and a miss, I think. I don't know. There's, there's probably not going to be a sequel for this one, then. No, it won't Did you be. guys... How many trailers did you guys see before um, your guys' showing? I saw three, because I was in my local area. Did they play the trailer for um, a movie called Underwater? Yes, they did. I'm excited for that. That looks... Kristen Stewart, for people uh, who might not have seen the trailer, Kristen Stewart is heavily uh, featured in that trailer, um, but the movie looks just stupid. Absolutely (laughs) stupid. Well, well, like I felt bad for Vincent Castle, who's in it. He looks like he doesn't want to be there in the trailer. Well, it yeah. looks like we'll be reviewing that one to piss you off next year. Kristen Stewart needs a movie like Seven, kind of how like Kevin Spacey made the role of John Doe. She needs that kind of a role that will become iconic in the future because, unfortunately, a lot of people, which I will not agree with, uh, think that, oh, the Twilight bitch, fuck her. Uh, she's a great actress. And I don't mean, like, you know, she's a great actress. I mean, like, she's a fucking good actress. There are some that are better, but she is a very, very good actress. Uh, I, I didn't like her in the Twilight movies at all. Uh, I remember when my wife and I saw Breaking Dawn Part 1 together, and I couldn't get through it because I was laughing too much. Um, Fair enough. But in some of the other movies that she has done, because she's gone into the independent circuit recently after this Twilight debacle, uh, she's good. And I think that she does a good job for what she was given in this movie. Uh, Really, I I do. I think... Wasn't she also laying low because she kind of had a potential affair with one of the directors? She was she was fucking boinking the director of Snow White and the Huntsman when she was fucking uh, R Pass. But you know, I mean, who wouldn't cheat on R Pass, right? I mean, his name's R Pass. R Pass. R Pats. R Pats. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I say R Pass. Batman now. I would want to cheat on Batman. I stand by what I say. Either way, the the trouble with a casting like this, with a, a, a person like her into this movie, is that now you have your celebrity that is kind of almost shadowing over the character. It's very hard for a lot of people to switch into believability when the celebrity has had so much um, tabloid exposure. It's 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 difficult sometimes. It really is. It takes it out. But I think she did a pretty good job with this. I actually think they did a very good job with all the casting in this movie. Uh, I just think that uh, the movie didn't know whether it wanted to take itself seriously or not. There was a lot of jokes in there. There was a lot of good action in here, too. But there was parts where like they wanted to be like, okay, game face, serious face now. And then they, they move along. And then they'd go back to telling jokes and have playfulness. So, like, pick one. I don't think Elizabeth Banks knows how to direct action, though. You know, like, that's the thing. I think at the beginning, like, the first action scene where they're, when they are um, helping um, Naomi Scott's character. See, I can't remember the character's names anymore. Um, when they're helping the nerdy girl uh, escape and they get <laughs> tracked down by that hitman, that is cut to shit. It is so, like, poorly edited together it reminded me of a lot of like mid 90s or not mid 90s mid 2000s action movies where you know you see them throw a punch 
and then it, like the, they're they're cocking back to the punch, and then it immediately cuts to the impact and all this stuff. Or if like if you guys have seen Taken Three, where it takes him seven cuts to jump a fence, <laughs> they're, just, they're just smashed together with no real cohesion. But um, the second set piece where they are in the um, rock quarry, or not rock quarry, sorry, where they're um, trying to get the the MacGuffin sphere thingies from the building the fight scene in the bathroom is actually incredibly well done and i was really surprised everything else after that is not it, it's just ho-hum seeing it done it right because who was who was another angel on this that i've seen before that was recent uh shit uh um, stewart there was a uh, naomi scott from aladdin naomi scott was yeah she was jasmine thank in aladdin. you she's also the she's also the pink power ranger thank you thank you ella Balinska, is that? I Nobody think cares about her. That. I, I certainly did. She grabbed my attention in this movie. I don't really? Statuesque. I don't know, but oh yeah, she was very striking. Was she a good actress? Not that she wasn't the greatest, uh, but uh, I didn't mind it at all, man. She was, uh, I think she's pleasant to look at. She had some good a- uh, action uh, scenes. I, I don't know how much of she did of her own Naomi stunts, Scott but... was better. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not complaining about any of those angels. Is what I'm trying to say. How about this? These three angels are better than the Drew Barrymore angels. Oh yeah, I I put that hands down. I I agree with you 100. percent I do have a question though. So the main kind main idea behind the movie, and they do it right right at the beginning, is is about girl power and and feminism. And all this jazz. Do you guys feel that it it's able to accomplish what it's set out to do, or like at least present a um, feminist action flick, even though like in the mainstream mold of an action movie? Absolutely not. Do you feel because there are certain parts I felt it was kind of navel gazy. You know um, what? Uh, with a lot of their outfits. Yeah, I'll bring to you two examples, uh, and then I'll. I'll... Cut, try to cut them short so that you guys can build off of it here. The first one is that was uh, was a moment that was up, and then I'll give you the, the other one that was down. The first one is when they were first trying to break into the office, and they were all dressing up in the bowl cut, um, right? They they're all dressing up in the white and the and the the blonde hair wig, and going into the into the hotel or into the office building to try to um, steal whatever, right? Um, I liked that because it was just kind of like a spy heist type of thing, you know? And so the way they cut everything, the way they planned everything out, I think it was great. I also liked that the guards, the security there, it didn't, it was not insulting. They knew right away what was happening. And the reason why that matters is because it doesn't make them stupid. It makes them smart and on their toes but because you're getting away, that means you are smarter. So you're outsmarting them. It was a, it's a good play. It's just well-played scene of how they had done everything. And then also, even more emotionally, a, the first kill scene as well, too. Or one of, uh, for Naomi Scott's character. So I, I like that scene. But then it, it almost completely reverses itself towards the end when they have these antagonists, these bad guy scenes. And these bad guys are just kind of almost like playground bad guys you know they're they're buffoons almost you know it's like oh we're guess we're just the bad guys now let's just go downstairs and continue to be the bad guys guys type of thing <laughs> almost like these these kind of a, like a male trope almost it's just it's kind of dumb people and it's just like okay now you're not outsmarting them anymore now you're just playing 
and I didn't like that. So that, that's where I felt like shot itself a little bit. But things like on, on that scale, if you can know what I mean. Well, I, there's well, there's also I don't think it's necessary to shoe shoehorn in that uh, romance subplot where um, the Jane, yeah, Jane, the British one, she is she flirts with the scientist. Ah, uh, yeah, the that, the damsel in distress. Yeah, I just I don't. Yeah, he is a, he is the damsel in distress. Yeah, um, but I don't I don't feel like that isn't necessary. Like I it, I don't really think it does much for even for her character. I mean, it does play into the whole thing where Kristen Stewart's like, oh, you know, you gotta have fun and let loose sometime. Whatever they say at the beginning of the movie. Um, and so, like, her flirting with the guy, yes, obviously plays into that. But it, it it's very surf, surface level and superficial, and I feel like it actually kind of counters what they're what they're trying to do. Yeah, I I think that they tried to make a lot of steps. Some worked, some didn't. And all in all, I think it's becoming apparent for Elizabeth Banks of what that... She's fitting into a type where she's going to go for these roles. I'm cool with it. That's fine. Much like um, how Jordan Peele is, is focusing on doing kind of his diverse only employed uh, movies. Uh, she could do the same thing and it has an equal opportunity for everybody. As long as it's entertaining, I think it works. Like it, it just but does it work? Does it work? Because, because us and get out made millions compared to this. I don't think anybody cares about the Charlie's Angels property. I mean, like, no. I, I mean, because, you know, my wife, I always like talked about my wife and my, in, in, in our episodes, because, you know, my wife never went to film school. She's never been a my part wife. of my wife, you know, uh, you know, you know, she's never been a, a, a part of the shows, you know, but she sees some of these movies with me. And I remember telling her a month ago, Hey, I got to review Charlie's Angels in November. And she goes, they're making a third one for Drew Barrymore. No. Why are they remaking it? There's no reason to. It's stupid. I totally agree. It's it's. I think Elizabeth Banks doesn't know what Elizabeth Banks needs to do. Well, I I, I think we're we're going off of a off of a reboot trend right now, and if she wants to to kind of femboot everything, then you gotta you gotta rethink of what you're what you're gonna do then. Yeah, but why Charlie's Angels? I I would bet you guys a million dollars and anybody that's listening to this episode right now, all the fans that are listening, make this movie, just don't make it Charlie's Angels. Don't have Patrick Stewart in it. You know, like, don't have the Bosley. Just make this three badass chicks doing, like, Mission Impossible, Bondy and stuff. I'm sure it'd be semi-successful. More successful than what it is now. Red Sparrow was a shit movie and it made more money than this. You're going to tell me that Jennifer Lawrence huh. is a better overall uh, feminine superhero-ish action star compared to these three chicks? I would, I well, would, I would say no. Red Sparrow is not an action movie. I think you're, you're miscategorizing. I think you're, you're miscategorizing. Red Sparrow is Red an action movie. It kind of is an action movie. It has violence in it, but it's a more it's more of a, a spy drama that's not it really focuses in on her like mental state versus all out action like fine atomic blonde i don't care you know what i mean okay atomic blonde would be a better comparison you know what i mean you know what i mean though i get what you mean this movie should have 
stood on its own with something else unique. I, I would have preferred this to be more of like a female or ladies Kingsman movie rather than it being oh, a, there you go. a Charlie's idea. Angels reboot type of thing, you know? Like, where it's a, just an organization of that. Because, like, I again, I want to say that the people in this movie worked well with each other. They did. I, I think it, it worked. They played well. Their attitudes were cohesive. I liked it. It was just really just the development and just, and just the, the, the writing of it. It was just a miss. And I agree with you 100%, Jordan. That's actually a great way to put it is that this movie would be better if it was trying – if it was – to be on its own, something else, rather than it being a reboot of something. Right, because because what you're going to do is that you're trying to reboot something that never really has a following to begin with. Charlie's Angels was popular in the 70s. They rebooted in the 90s, early 2000s, because it's ironic. You know, and now it's like 20-some years later, and it's, hey, let's reboot it again. Why? So do you think the IP is now dead? Like not like yes. dead and dormant because they had the TV series like in 2013 or 2014 that only lasted a couple episodes before it got canceled on ABC. I don't think general modern audiences care enough about the Charlie Angels brand. I don't think there is a brand there. I don't think there's a brand enough to where mothers are telling their daughters, hey, I watched the show in the 70s and it was all about feminism and kicking ass, yay. I don't think they're doing that with this. I don't think that this is a pro-female franchise like it thinks it wants to be. And not just Elizabeth Banks' movie. I'm talking about the whole franchise. I just don't think it's a popular enough franchise. The name is catchy. The concept is catchy. But the problem with the TV show, the Mick G movies, and this movie... Because Eric's 100% right, the characters are flushed out great. But the problem with this is that not only the characters flushed out great, but the problem is, is that the stories just don't make sense in all forms of medium. The TV show, the Mick G and this. The stories are all over the place, and it doesn't know what it wants to be. doesn't want to be a Nolan-esque serious story, or doesn't want to be a pitch-perfect movie, which Elizabeth Banks was a part of in the second movie, in the first one. Like, what does it want to be? And I think it's given mixed signals about it. And I think the franchise is just dead. It's always been dead. Because the last thing I'm going to shut up is, I think the show only lasted two or three seasons on network television. It wasn't like this 10-year beloved thing like Friends or How Much Your Mother, guys. All right. I, I get it, but this is a part of the rebranding here is that you have to make a choice, and I think that some people are just either scared to make a, a jump towards something different, or they really believe that this still works, and I just don't I just don't know which one it is. But yeah, if they were to just tilt, go one way or the other, because on the one spectrum, if you go silly, then I think you get the, the McGee outcome. That's what happens when you go a little too silly, a little too ridiculous, a little too comedy, that's when you get Luke Wilson in there doing his little Luke Wilson laugh, yeah, type of thing. Uh, <laughs> is the you know Owen Wilson says wow, Luke Wilson says yeah. It's it's wow, yeah. You know it. <laughs> it happens. Uh, but if you were to go serious with it, then now you have like a femme fatale, like like a Mission Impossible type of thing, and I would be okay with that especially because you have a team, a three-person team, a covert ops team that's, that's doing that. If they were to do something a little bit more on an extreme 
an intense scale like like a Mission Impossible type of thing, I, I'd be down for that as well too. Um, if you want to throw in some tongue in cheek, that that's your Elizabeth Banks humor. I think that'd be great. But again, uh, just thoughts, just just spitballing here. But if you go, I have, a, I have a question though. If you go too far towards the serious and focus more on the spy aspect, do you lose whatever people view the franchise as? Because like, if it goes too dark, uh, there's like, your Red Sparrow, um, huh? Yeah, like Red Sparrow. Is it still Charlie's Angels? Because Charlie's Angels is spo- isn't that, isn't it supposed to be camp? Well, here's the he, thing though: is that well, he's right. If you put the name... Oh, see, the difference is, is that nobody knows the name Red Sparrow. That was just a Hollywood-made movie. But people will know the name Charlie's Angels. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you make it too dark, will people be like, well, I'm not going to watch it. That's not that's not my Charlie's I, Angels. I'm thinking yes, that yes, part of the will. goal is, is to help to steer away from the misogyny that was once in the 70s. It almost... I don't know if this is true or not. If, if the 70s, like, more... It, it, Charlie's Angels had more of a male audience than a female audience, obviously, because of how attractive they were. You know, yeah, audience, it make, yeah. makes sense type of thing. Um, so maybe this is more of them trying to take... Uh, it back into serious rather than it being a, a sexualized thing, even though we did get to see a lot of ass from Kristen Stewart in this movie. Mm. I do have a question though. I think, so when we talked about the failure of the movie at the box office and then why we might think it's not hitting the cultural zeitgeist, like the, like the ones back in the two thousands did. And I think I might've thought of the reason why, um, I don't remember them. This one doesn't have its own Destiny's Child song. There we go. Uh, but also, we're no longer the ironic generation either. So, no Destiny's Child. That's true. No Destiny's Child, and we're not ironic. So, that's true. What, who? Okay, so let me just pose this question: If there were a, a, a band now to make their own independent woman song for this Charlie's Halsey. Angels, what would it Halsey. What, it'd be Halsey? Halsey. Okay. Yeah. Well, what would it be called? Uh, independent Woman Part 2, I, right? Actually, hold on, boys. I I believe there is a there is a Miley Cyrus song that has, oh! uh, that has come with this. Boo, Wendy Testerberger. Boo! Miley Cyrus, no. No, this uh, is all Halsey. Like it, yeah, uh, soundtracks, Don't Call Me Angel. Written by, oh. oh my goodness, it's a Max Martin song. Everybody. Oh, God, don't call uh, me Angel. Performed by Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. That's the problem right there. All right, that's a that's a that's super the, team right there. Yeah, that's, that's they got. Yeah, no, that's a problem. The soundtrack needs to be Halsey or Lady Gaga if you want to go to a more serious tone. If you want to go McGee, you get, you get Miley Cyrus and Ariana Grande. If you want to go Nolan-esque, you get Halsey or you get Gaga. So a little bit of BTS here, a little behind the scenes here before we get our popcorn rating. I release the schedule. Me, myself, makes the schedule. I release it to Ryan and I release it to Eric a month ahead of time to say, this is what we're reviewing the next month. Eric was borderline going insane when he said, we're reviewing Charlie's Angels. I don't want to review that. Like, Eric, you were pissed. You did not want to review this movie. Ryan was the deciding factor. Tell me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? No? It's true, right? So Ryan said, Eric, we got to do Charlie's Angels because I want to hear what your reaction is going to be. So I am curious. Eric, what is your reaction? What's going to be your popcorn rating for the reboot 
2019 Charlie's Angels. I don't think this is a watch. I, I guess I'll give it a small bag of popcorn because uh, it was so, still somewhat mildly entertaining just to I think watch the Angels. I think it's a little bit too long, uh, two hours uh, for what it was trying to do. I think it also had the unfortunate um, play of, of opening up kind of in Oscar season against Ford versus Ferrari and uh, playing with fire. That's John Cena. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Come on, Eric. Give me the answer that I and the fans want to hear. Did you think that this movie was going to, is as terrible as you thought? Come on. Man. I was Give me about the to, I was about to just straight shit on this movie. Honestly, walking into it, I just being like, okay, I, this movie, I didn't want to see it. It was. I thought there's just no reason for it. Um, I, I'm walking out of it and be like, man, listen, I, I still had my thoughts. I, I don't think there's any reason for it. It wasn't bad, but I'm not. I'm not gonna praise it whatsoever. There was a lot of things wrong with it. Uh, there was a lot of things right with it. It's a small bag of popcorn. Um, I'm just not gonna talk shit about it. How about how about that? It, I'm not I like I'm gonna that. praise okay. it. But at the same as the same part, it, my expectations were. You know, I was surprised. That it was better than than dog shit. So, uh, yeah, that's there's end quote right there. Put that one on the on the DVD cover right there. I'm surprised that it was better than dog shit. There you go. That's what I was looking for because you were just so like clenching for like weeks of seeing this movie. And I, was I would have much what you rather thought. have seen Ford versus Ferrari. Um, I'm glad we didn't go to see Last Christmas. Uh, I, I know what. <laughs> I, I Did you watch that one? I watched that. My one. wife seen that on Tuesday. She's seen that with her work friends on Tuesday. Ryan. So we got a small bag from Eric. Ryan, what is going to be your popcorn rating for Charlie's Angels 2019 reboot? Small bag um, all the way. Um, the movie itself is pointless. Um, I It doesn't need to exist. However, I do. Th- there, are, there are good things about it. I, I like the chemistry between the three um, angels. I do think Kristen Stewart um, has an infectious energy. The acting of the of Jane, the British one, um, she grow like at first. I, like I thought she it came across like she was trying, and you don't really want your actors to look like they're trying. Um, but like as the movie progresses, I feel like she gets more comfortable with the role. Um, the action is is either poorly edited, um, not very well planned out, or just generic and boring. Um, I did like. I did like the bit where they make you think that um, Elizabeth Banks Bosley is the bad guy, and then they, some, you know, they show you that Patrick Stewart, who we've, you know, if you don't, if you haven't seen the movie Green Room, you know he's usually the good guy in movies. So, like that was a, that was a good twist, but double twist. Uh, yeah, everything else in it is kind of ho hum and been there, done that. I will say this though, it is a better movie than Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Uh, I was more I was more entertained by this movie than I was by Hobbs and Shaw and the, they're kind of uh, they're they're kind of very similar movies in terms of what what not necessarily what their aims are but how they're structured and sort of the I guess the point of them with the characters. I I actually couldn't say it better myself with that. This is pretty much the better version of Hobbs and Shaw. So, my review Okay, my rating right off the bat is it is definitely a small bag. So you get a small bag across the board for this movie. But I got something a little bit different. I don't want to. I'm not going to say you're going to make this slapstick like McG or you're going to make it serious like Nolan, right? 
But what if you didn't call this Charlie's Angels? And what if you just had Christian Stewart be this badass, campy, kind of fun chick going through this adventure by herself? There's no mention of a Bosley. There's no mention of a nothing. Right? Just just a chick movie, right? And then the last five minutes, do what they did at uh, Split. You know, she goes into an office and she's like, hello, Charlie. And everybody in the theater is like, what? And then Charlie's like, here's your two partners. And boom, ready for Charlie's Angels 2. That would get people excited. Real quick, I know you had to get into yours, but real quick. uh, There was a part when, was it Elizabeth Banks? Was it Bosley when, when she was doing a voice synth, a voice recording as Charlie? No, that's um. I don't remember the actress's name, but she's from the original '70s show. She Farrah was one Fawcett. Of the no, no, Farrah Fawcett died in. Oh, that's right. Died she in did. 2009, bro. Yeah, she did, didn't she? Son of a bitch. Uh, um, I'll pull it up here in a second here. But uh, it was she? Is she Charlie? Uh, uh it's a uh, Jacqueline Smith. Yeah, she's Charlie. Okay, so Jacqueline Smith plays Charlie. Got it. I mean, that's what I would have done if the studio came up to me and said, "Hey, man, can you write uh, Charlie's Angels reboot?" That's what I would have done. Because I don't feel the property is that successful. I don't feel the property is that important in modern audiences. But if you were to tease a sequel and universe building, which is what the modern audience wants, is sequels and universe building, then that's what I would do. The movie's not terrible. It's definitely better than Hobbs and Shaw. It's better than some of the other dreck that we have reviewed this year. But it's not great. Small bag. It's just a fun, stupid action film that I'll, I will put on on a Sunday morning, right? I'm probably never going to watch this again. I mean, but, you know, if you're, if you're sweeping your fucking carpet, you know, you're making breakfast for your family, and all of a sudden you turn on the TV and it's on, it's like, eh, it's background noise. To sign off then, real quick, if you were going to femboot something, what would you what would you femboot? Uh... Uh, a femboot of aliens, but in the version of Newt and how she survived the alien outbreak in LV-426 before the Colonial Marines arrived. Boom. I win. All right. End of discussion. I think I would femboot Mission Impossible and make Rebecca Ferguson's character the lead. Boo, Winnie Testerberger. Boo! I guess. I think I think Ethan Hunt is old hat. Like the movies are good, but it doesn't necessarily have to be Ethan Hunt as the main character to make them good. And I think Ilsa Foss is a, is a very intriguing character, and I think it would be interesting to have her be the lead. Eric, what's your answer? Uh, how about we go more playful and like a Twenty One Jump Street? Oh, okay, that's fine because I don't care about that property. That's fine. Do what you want to that property. Yeah, Twenty Three Jump Street, female cast. Well, let's do say, it. I would have said some other things, but they've they've already rebooted damn near everything from that i could think of ghostbusters that'd be a good one that'd be a good one. hey wait a minute oh yeah that one tanked too but i actually like that one the female ghostbusters was fun i i have i I have not seen my wife fall to her knees laughing in a movie theater since that movie and she was like eight months pregnant (laughs) she was having a good time uh, speaking of good times, we hope everybody enjoys listening to this episode here of Movie Guys Podcast. It is voting season for us here at Movie Guys Podcast. Just go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Click on the right side of the page. It says 2019 voting page. You click on the Movie Guys Awards for the best movie, the worst movie, 
Best Actor, Worst Actress, Most Disappointing Movie of the Year. Your vote matters. The Movie Guys host here. We do not vote. It's all your votes that matter. And our last episode before Christmas, before the end of this year, will be our Announcement Award winners. We're excited to give that to you. And not only are we excited to do the awards, uh, Ryan, we know you're still new here to the Movie Guys verse, but Eric... In just one month, we celebrate our fourth year as Movie Guys Podcast during that show as well. I'm excited. Four Feels years. Feels like ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, feels feels good. It feels Love like only movies. It feels like only yesterday we reviewed Howl. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you remember that piece of shit. Let's see if we can get the director back on second chance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, guy. We uh, bashed your movie. Uh, come back. Come on back. Come on back. It's fine. We'll we will re-review it. So anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. Make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.podme.com on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, all the social media, and also on YouTube as well, forward slash movieguyspod. Thank you so much, and we'll be back next week for It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks. Here we go. It's Oscar season, baby. Have a good night, guys. <laughs>